Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Amethe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi, hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. We had a fun first hour. Thank you to Brian Broaddus, host of 105 Through the Fan, joining us in the last segment. He likes the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a long list of people, Michael. 21. Where did you come up with that? 26. It's hard to get the 26. Yeah, Chiefs it? red zone offense, maybe a little shaky. It is. You know, that, yeah. that, that's a big point. I mean, you know, the Chiefs haven't been dynamic when they got down there, right? Yeah. They've been very careful. Uh, when they try trick plays is when they usually end up making a mistake. So what do we – we should have a countdown clock to kick off. I mean, aren't we get? We, we do need that. Is it 310, 315? 330. 330, okay. 330. So my guess is probably 331, 332 maybe? Well, it depends on how long Reba McIntyre Reba. T- does on the – she <laughs> could throw everything off. I mean, she could throw everything off. Keys to the kingdom. Yeah, Reba she goes Mac- to 145, the whole thing goes to hell. <laughs> and then the NFL's calling all the advertisers. Like, we we anticipated this to happen then. Uh, at 3.30 will be the kickoff West Coast time, 6.30 Eastern, of Good course. Good to be here, though. I like being here and seeing the book. It's going to yeah. fill up today, right? A lot oh, yeah. of basketball today. Everyone's in town. Great. They all want to bet on stuff. So the basketball, I'm sure the handle will do really well today. I, we were talking about this earlier because right now we're seeing the shot of the book. It's 8 o'clock West Coast time, so it's a little bit early. People have been up all night throughout the week here. I love it. That's what I love when I come in here. <laughs> I love when I come in here at five thirty, quarter to six in the morning, and I see three guys sitting around drinking beers, you know, watching ETL slot soccer. machines, and I'm thinking, God damn, that's a that's the life now. Craft stable every now and then gets going. Oh, still, at these I remember days. that one time we came in here; they were hot, they were they were firing, and we left, and they were still there. they were still going. I love it. I love it's it. It's like these people have been up since God knows when, and it's like nine fifteen in the morning, and they're still getting after it on the craps table. I love it. So, and, that, and to me, they shouldn't be allowed to. You go to the window with a bad pick. Here. That you can be in trouble, but anyway, <laughs> Super Bowl week is a whole lot of fun. Though. But like we said, anybody who's coming out here, I know some people still getting out here today. Uh, I'm, maybe some people might come tomorrow as well. But just get your bets in now. Get your bets in as soon as possible because the lines that you'll see in the sports books, wherever you go across down here in Vegas or wherever you happen to be in your jurisdiction, they're going to be long with everyone getting their prop bets in. I mean, you don't want to get stuck behind the person that's trying to get 20 bets in. That's just going to be a nightmare scenario. So don't put that kind of stress on yourself. Get your bets in whenever you can as soon as possible. And speaking of all the bets that we have to bet on and get into, Michael, the prop markets, that's the big story every Super Bowl year. MVP, we have the updated betting splits from our friends at DraftKings on Super Bowl MVP. Christian McCaffrey now is the most bet player, has the highest handle and the highest bet percentage. 26% of the handle is on the Niners running back who won Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Mahomes has 20% of the handle. Travis Kelsey was 16%. Brock Purdy and Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> with 8%. I, I like Kansas City, but if you like the Niners, I feel like Purdy is a great bet at the He's number, not going to win it. He could throw for 800 <laughs> yards and rush for 600. He's not going to win it. We've seen lesser players win it. I mean, like no. Malcolm Smith won Super Bowl MVP. But that was like a kind of they, you know, it gets surprising. I think I think what the betting market's teaching us here is is that 
this is the MVP is a political thing as well, right? Yeah. I mean, it is voting and it all is. right. And so most of the voters that probably I don't even know who they do this voting. Does Kaiser Sosi do the voting? I mean, where, is it's, Verbal it's like, Kent somewhere around I here? I don't it's know. Like Fifteen people that decide. This who knows? Thing. God forbid if we ever know who they are, right? Hidden. <laughs> and so I, I think they're saying to us in this betting market that if the Niners win, it's going to be because they run the ball and McCaffrey's the dominant player. And there's you can't argue with that, right? You can't mm-hmm. argue with that. You're not going to change the narrative of Purdy. As hard as we've tried to, you're not going to change the narrative. As soon as he makes one bad throw, everybody puts their finger up and says, see, I told you. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. But I just – my the, the betting side of me just sees the quarterback of the favorite team at more than two to one. So where it's like, man, like this oftentimes go to quarterbacks. If he has a couple of touchdown passes – who doesn't want to write the story of Mr. Irrelevant becomes Super Bowl MVP? Femi, That's a hell of a story to he write. He started 21 regular season games. He's won 17 of them, and he's still trying. And we still have to answer the question. He still has to answer the question. Your guy Fields has only won 10 games in three years, and they've anointed him the great. He should go for a first round pick. It's narrative, and this is what the betting market's teaching us. Yeah. And so we have to educate the fans about getting away from the narrative. And especially when it comes to the game and the over totals, this stuff, we this you can't get narrative. away from the narrative. Yeah. You can't get away from the narrative. You have to lean into the narrative. honestly. Right. And that's what the books have to do. Right. I mean, this makes no sense. It makes no sense at all that Antonio Gates isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he isn't. Yeah. And so this makes no sense that Purdy is it. I mean, Purdy's in the same level as as Isaiah Pacheco. Think about that for just take a moment for that. I mean, that's remarkable. And it's just a lack of, of uh, that's the narrative that's out there that we can't change no matter what we try to do. Yeah. In terms of the handle, both Purdy and Pacheco, 8% of the handle, 7% of the bets on Pacheco, only 6% on Brock Purdy. Do you like Pacheco? Because you said Chris Russo likes the he over. Took him right I like away. the over. He took it right away. Because if if he, he has 100 and a couple touchdowns, he's right Here's there. Here's what worries me a little bit. You got two weeks to prepare. You know what they want to do. See, I think what's missing in all these layers of the discussion is the 49ers know the game plan that the Chiefs have to run. It's going to be a little bit of throws early in the game to loosen them up, run Pacheco. It's going to be a lot of the West Coast offense, quick throws, get the ball out quickly, you know, to get some momentum, then run the ball. I actually took on one of my plays, I, I took Mahomes on his over completions mm-hmm. at 25 and a half. I, I think like it, that one. I, I think he'll get, I think there's too many zone coverages for the throws that he's going to make. And I, I think Russo almost fell out of his chair because he because he's so convinced Pacheco's going to get the ball 35 times in this game. And I don't remember in the coldest game we've had so far this year, the minus 33 game, Mahomes threw it 41 times. And they were winning the whole time. <laughs> they threw it 41 times in that game. So yeah. and, and so I just think to me, my reason for being a little bit reluctant on Pacheco is because when you know something going in that you have to stop, the other team knows you're trying to stop it. So they deviate. And, you know, and look, the other thing I do know about this game on these rushing props, mm-hmm. the book on Andy Reid and it's the book on Andy Reid is we know he doesn't like to run the ball. We know that he gets bored with it quickly, quickly. That's the key word mm-hmm. there quickly. So when he gets, you know, if you can stop him from running the ball early in the game, he's not coming back to it. Like he won't come like I got to get back to that run game, you know, whereas some coaches, they kind of we got to let's keep let's keep going. Mm -hmm. And so that's really if you're Wilkes, you want to be really good defensively in the run game to get him away from it, to make him feel like, okay, I got I I, because he won't go back to it. No, I, I really like the Mahomes over completions. I wrote about that for our Super Bowl betting guide. We encourage everyone if you don't have it, vcin.com slash pro to check that out, because like you said, if the run game isn't going and the Niners are able to stop it initially, they can still use that short passing game as almost as, as an extension of the run game. We see a lot of West they're Coast offenses come out do throwing. that. I'm, yeah. I'm just telling you, they're not going to come out saying, we're going to establish the run. What First I think, play of the game pass for Kansas oh, City? There's no question. To me, is. to me, to me, this is where people really get confused. The, this, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come out to establish the lead, not establish the run. And so that's what they've done. 46 of their 70 points that are in the first half. They are establishing the lead. And so when you try to establish the lead, you've got to throw it. And there's going to be some throws predicated based on looks, predicated based on formation, that Mahomes is going to have some easy throws. And I think Andy's going to go into full CFL offense. 
full CFL offense. And for CFL offense is simply this first downs and two downs, mm-hmm. first downs and two downs. Stay out of third down. Keep them from rushing the passer. Now, that's Kyle's plan, too, because what what Pagano said yesterday when we had him on the show, what Baldy was saying is if Spagnola gets you in a long down distance and they can push the inside of that pocket with Chris Jones, you're going to have some issues. Purdy's going to have some issues making some tight throws, and that's going to be the problem. So if they're establishing the lead, like you mentioned, I'm looking right now at the first drive results for the Kansas City Chiefs. Punt is the favorite, plus 130. Touchdown, plus 215. Field goal attempt, it doesn't have to be made, just attempt, plus 320. Then turnover, turnover on downs or safety is plus 650. So they've played three games. Yeah. Well, this streak has started four games ago with Mm -hmm. Cincinnati, okay? They've scored on every opening possession. And it's been touchdowns. No, it's been field goals or touchdowns. It hasn't always been a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I was thinking about the playoff streak, but you're going back to the regular season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but they have scored. on The script has resulted in points yep. on every single. So to me, touched, I would play both of those, touchdown or field goal, if I was Kansas City. I should have played that in Russo. I would have done that. I yeah. really think that, I mean, because this is, again, I don't know if Wilkes is going to be divergent in thought in terms of how he sets up the game plan. But that would be a prop I would like. But look, let's go to player props here. Brock Purdy mm-hmm. interception minus one four. I mean, <laughs> is it surprising that's the most bet one? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the poor guy. I feel bad for his parents. I did see, so I, saw, I saw somebody tweet. They said, hey, can, is there anywhere that we could bet Brock Purdy with a three or four interception? <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, I guess if you got an angle, you got an angle. But yeah, Purdy over half an interception minus 140, the number one bet player prop right now. I, I mean, again, it's based on the narrative. How about use check receptions over one? People I think that was a that. great one. I, I didn't even know that. that was out there. I would have taken that one easily because he will catch the ball. Because if if the way I see it of a spread game, see, the beautiful thing what San Francisco has is they can be they can be anything they want to be without substituting, which really mm-hmm. can cause problems for Spagnola. They can be an 11 team and they take McCaffrey and put him in the slot. They can be a 10 team, one back, four receiver, and it's just to extend Kittle. And they could be a two back team with McCaffrey and Juszczyk in the backfield. They can be anything they want to be without substituting. And that causes the most problems for Spagnola because he now has to set his defense based on where people are on the alignment. Where, are, where mm-hmm. is everybody? Is Debo in the backfield? Is McCaffrey in the slot? Is McCaffrey in the slot with Debo in the other slot with with Kittle and Juszczyk in the back? Like, there's all these things. And the volume of that leads to confusion. Yeah. And Juszczyk is versatile enough a player to be the single back in the backfield. Well, he would just block. Yep. They would be in a six-man, seven-man protection, and he's got the guy to block him, and now we're going to throw the ball. And if Spags comes out, see, Aaron Glenn came out in base, and I thought San Francisco was late to react to that. We'll discuss more of these player props on the other side. Also, some of the best sound from throughout the week here on the Lombardi Line. We'll break it down coming up after this break. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Tell you what, our new VEASAN website has been revamped for about six weeks here, and it is absolutely fantastic. If you haven't already checked it out, it's VEASAN.com. I mean, we've got great stories on there. Our Super Bowl betting hub, all the links that are posted there. So anything that your heart desires, every opinion imaginable at the network is on the website, VEASAN.com. Check it out today. They did a tremendous, tremendous job with the new website. get the newsletter. I mean, there's no better writer we have here than the great Bill AD. I mean, you got to get that morning newsletter. It brightens my day up. I He's mean, it's up a, early. I'm not no, even, I mean, up yeah. late, I guess I should say. I don't know how the hell he does it, but it's great. <laughs> and, and we're entering a phase, let's be clear here. After this Sunday at 3.30 when we kick this thing off, everybody's going to need a little help here. There's a lot of stuff going on, right? There's a lot of college hoops, pro hoops. Around the corner, you know what time it corner. is. Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's you know going to be, it you know, it's going to be Ken Palm time. <laughs> so you better help. We, you know, the guide helps you and all these splits help you. They, I know they help me, Femi. I, I mean, I've oh, got to do a ton of prep work to get ready for it because I love college hoops. I love pro hoops, but the website really helps you tremendously. It's 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 the best investment you can make. 100%. And with the way the NFL season, I mean, who knows? In five years, we might be playing the Super Bowl a couple weeks from now. We're just going to roll Super Bowl right in, into March in, Madness. In Madrid, right. <laughs> Shout out to the NFL Love announcing it. that the Madrid game, we have the the Eagles will be hosting a game in Brazil on the Friday. Uh, that one still blew me away. That one just got me completely off the wall. I mean, I, I, I Brazil, they just slipped that in on me. Like they just got that one past me. <laughs> Goodell mentioned it in the press. He said, oh, and also, by the way, the Eagles will be uh, in, opening the season in Brazil on a Friday. It's like, wait, what happens? But we're going to have a Thursday kickoff game, the Friday Brazil game with Philadelphia. We I don't wonder know who if Wawa playing. will sell Brazil coffee that day for free. <laughs> We'll give away Brazil. That would be a good promo. I, I was going to say talk to Wawa about that. Yeah. Get on that one. Make sure they get yeah. you a cut of whatever the sales are for uh, for the Brazil game. But this is the Lombardi line hanging out here on the DraftKings Network. It's good to do these in person, man. These are always fun when mm-hmm. we get to do these in person. It's been fun having you out here all week long. Uh, we will continue to break down some of these Super Bowl props. But wanted to play this soundbite because this has been a lot of the discussion this week for Kyle Shanahan, what this game means to him. Everyone discusses the 28-3 to game, which you were a beneficiary of with the New England Patriots for that one. But Kyle Shanahan gets a bulk that of the blame. That wasn't his fault. Despite not being the head coach. That wasn't his fault. He was, fault. He was the he offensive coordinator. For it. Then don't let the narrative get in the way of it, right? He also gets blamed for Super Bowl 54. Niners with a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Ultimately lose the game 31-20 yeah. to the, to the Kansas City Chiefs. But Shanahan was asked about what a loss might mean to his legacy and the narrative around him as a head coach if they were to lose this game coming up tomorrow? I deal with it the same way if we win. I celebrate with our team. I celebrate with my families and I move on with the rest of my life, which is being a father or son and coaching and working and doing all that. I mean, narrative, good or bad, is just a narrative. And that's my biggest thing with everything. Like when you go into these games, what makes you prepare? I just don't want regrets. And I just I want to do everything that makes sense to myself, that makes sense for our team. And when you do that, that's what I have found. No matter how hard something is or good something is, um, you always keep perspective of what it really is if you want to if you want your perspective to be someone else's narrative good luck being happy in life or successful (laughs) can we put can we put things in perspective here please marv levy lost four straight super bowls is anybody worried about his legacy he's in the hall of fame yep he's in the hall of fame i mean he's treated with reverence bud granu passed away went to four super bowls lost all of them right 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Dan Reeves, unfortunately, you know, he he went to three Super Bowls. He didn't win any of them. He can't get in the Hall of Fame, even <laughs> though he's got 200 se- wins, non-all regular season. If you count his playoff wins, he can't even get a vote to come up there. So I, I think this is really the most ridiculous question of all. And I think Kyle did a great job of handling it. The, getting here is the hard part. You obviously want to win, right? Getting mm-hmm. here is the hard part. You want to win. But sometimes you're just maybe not the better team. You know, you got to try to figure out how to do it. And I don't think they've lost the game. He didn't lose the game 28 to 3. And up twenty up by 21, he didn't lose that game. The third and 18 play, the pass interference in the end mm-hmm. zone. You know, he had a he had a really good play called on on the down and Persons didn't block Chris Jones. And the next thing you know, Garoppolo can't get the ball off. So I think uh, I, I, I think it's a little bit of an overblown story, to be honest with you. I really do. When I think about Kyle Shanahan, I, I always think about he's become a victim of his own success because he's been so successful. Yeah. Like the expectation is like, well, no, he needs to win the Super Bowl. Right. It's like, like, like you said, it's just so hard to get there. And the fact that like he's being held to the standard of like, oh, if he doesn't win, then he's just like this choke artist or he's a cho-. it's like it's, it seemed a little bit unfair. And I was actually thinking about it on NFL honors night because I think Shanahan for coach of the year, I think he got like three down ballot votes or something yeah. like that. It's to where it's like, OK, like if you're, you're not going to give credit to Brock Purdy. So then why do you think the team was good then? Like yeah. who's it was it magic? Like how did, how did and then it goes like, the other way? And then it flips the other way. And it's know, like, it's well, like, he has all these good players. That's why he doesn't You know, I mean, look, let's face it, everybody well, it's the it's the offense. Well, when the offense had Nick Mullins, it wasn't very good. When the offense had C.J. Beathard, it wasn't very good. You know, but nobody wants to hear that story. You know, nobody wants to talk about that. You know, look, I think this is a game where Kyle is the head coach, is the strategist of the team, has got to really come up with a way to get through this first quarter, Mm -hmm. to get through the script. He's got to find a way to score points. The Niners have not scored any points in the first quarter in the two playoff games, which is not like them. Usually he is very good, like his father was, of coming out in formations to test the defense, to create some mismatches early in the game and get ahead because this is as we honor coach Walsh on this Sunday, because this is two teams that, that follow his pathway in terms of the schemes they run football wise and the organizational structure that they run is that he believed you establish the lead, not the run. You establish the lead through quick throws, getting the ball down the field. That's why the script people lose sight of this. The script is to establish the lead. Mm -hmm. And Kyle has probably felt as he, as he indicated in that clip, I haven't done my job well enough because I haven't been able to score in the first drive. You know, I haven't been able to get down the field and do what I need to do. So I think that's going to be really important. Most Super Bowls, the narrative going into the game is that it's going to start a little bit slow. You know, it's kind of like a sparring in the first quarter. Then things pick up in the second quarter. You mentioned both of these teams and the importance of establishing the script, trying to establish that lead. First quarter total is nine and a half. Yeah. Would I you mean, go over that number? Because we, we, we typically see well, look, lower scoring first. Look, the first quarter in the Detroit game was t- should have been 10. Moody misses the kick. Mm-hmm. They had a drive in that game. They missed it. He missed the kick. So, yeah, I could. I think both teams are going to show their best stuff offensively early. They're going to save some stuff later. The hard part about this game, Brady used to talk about it all the time, was that it the rhythm of the game is very challenging. It's hard to get into the rhythm because of the – the inability because of the longer timeouts, mm-hmm. because of the break in the action, you know, it, it there's no flow to the game. And then halftime, halftime is so long, but halftime is the reason why we were able to come back from 28 to three. People don't realize this. So halftime is long and it's hot in these stadiums. There's so many people, there's so many lights, the halftime show, it gets really humid in the stadiums, especially when you're indoors. And so the players really need IVs at halftime. Mm-hmm. And in that Super Bowl in Houston, we needed to, we had enough time to get two IVs into the players. So that really rejuvenated the second half where the, their bodies got replenished with fluids and they were able to come back out and have a better second half. Had it been a normal, had it been a normal regular season to, to halftime, you don't even have time for one IV, let alone mm-hmm. get two. So that's the other, there's another advantage to this thing. You know, and I think Kansas City last year in 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 Phoenix or Glendale, mm-hmm. you know, they were able to go in and really rejuvenate themselves. They're down by 10. They start the second half. They get a field goal. They get back in the game. But you could feel their energy coming back. And it, a lot of it is because you could replace the fluids. 
the, this, the game is so long and it's so tedious and, it, and you, your buses are there so early to get through security, to get there, everybody there. It's a long wait to before the game. Usually some people don't get to the game until two hours before kickoff. Yeah. That ain't going to be the case on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, last year the Chiefs were able to kind of tape up Mahomes' ankle because remember he sprained, yep. he re-aggravated the ankle injury that he suffered earlier in the playoffs during the game, and like everyone's saying, "Oh my goodness, like is he going to like miss the second half? What's going to happen?" And that if, if it was a regular season game, uh, who knows what Mahomes looks like in the second yep. half of the game? But they were able to kind of redo that thing up there. Uh, you mentioned starting fast. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. They have the combination results for each team's first drive. Both teams to score a touchdown. So Chiefs touchdowns, Niners touchdown, seven to one is what it'd pay out. Well, we saw it in the Baltimore game. I mean, Baltimore started with a three and out, so that mm-hmm. wouldn't have counted. The Chiefs went down and scored. Baltimore answered they right answered. away. I mean, Baltimore's first Baltimore script. I know John Harbaugh don't want to hear about this, but that was a horrendous script. It was like they didn't really understand what they wanted to do. They wanted to probe. Probing isn't the script. There's a difference, right? You know, people think, well, we're going to try, we're going to look at some things. And so we're going to, no, no, no. The script is tactical. It's a, it's really a, a design to target specific areas of the defense that you know they can't cure with different looks that you're giving them. It, it has to be laser focused. It's not probing. Yeah. No, come out swinging, come out swinging and come and, out and, with <laughs> points, come yeah. out with points. Other combinations, if you want to do Chiefs touchdown, Niners field goal attempt, that's 13 to 1. Vice versa, 13 is 1 as well. Chiefs field goal attempt and the 49ers touchdown. So we encourage everyone to explore all of the options over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app there because there's a lot that you can get into. And if you have some of these opinions that we're sharing here where both teams kind of come out swinging, there could be an opportunity to hit a big price early on in this Super Bowl. All right, on the other side, Matt Humans, host of VEASAN tonight, joins us in studio to give us his Super Bowl props and the side he likes for tomorrow's game. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199 instead of the typical price of $240. Just use promo code Lombardi. You'll get access to everything that we do on VEASAN.com. Remember, use promo code Lombardi to get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Family of Betfred, Michael Lombardi. And joining us in studio like he has all season long, our buddy Matt Humans, host of VEASAN tonight, which you can check out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern. Matt, how we doing today, man? It's the Super Bowl the day before. Are you feeling good with your card? Are you adding? What are you like right now uh, more than 24 hours out from kickoff? I feel pretty good about the weekend. I'm not crazy about being awake at 8.30 on a Saturday morning. We appreciate you waking up. Staying up, uh, <laughs> handicapping college, college hoops until 5. But uh, I tell you what, that uh, this is a great weekend in Vegas. And uh, I, I reflect a lot on when I moved here in August of uh, 2000. I came out here and I really thought that this is going to be a booming sports market eventually. And there were going to be major league sports come to Las Vegas. And I wanted to get ahead of the curve. Uh, and uh, it took 17 years for a major league franchise to get here. I thought it was going to be about 10 years. Mm. But then once uh, the levy broke, you know, everything started yep. to come to Vegas. And uh, how, I can't tell you how many times I heard NFL will never come to Vegas, never be a Super Bowl in Vegas. And now all of a sudden, PASPA passes, major league franchises come here, sports betting's legal in 38 states, and uh, the walls have come down. And uh, Michael, now you have teams. You have the league and teams forming sports betting partnerships. Uh, for some people, it's too much. And I understand that. They're, they're um, I think, overwhelmed by all the advertising campaigns and all the betting talk and things like that. But for what this has done for the Las Vegas market in terms of uh, the legalization of sports betting across the country and all the major league franchises that come here, this is kind of the, I think, the culmination of all of that, having the Super Bowl here uh, this weekend, because there are a lot of people, a lot of smart people said this would never happen. And this isn't going to be the last Super Bowl. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to be back again because the city can handle it. 
you know, a lot of time, a lot of cities have a harder time doing it. Indy mm-hmm. struggled because of they're not the big downtown. It was a great Super Bowl in Indy. The weather was really good mm. uh, then, and but you know there weren't a lot of restaurants and hotels. I'm sure it's grown more, but this has been a really this town can handle any convention. I mean, we have other conventions in town to go along with the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so the hotel I'm staying at has another has another convention going on. So let's focus on the game here. What's the one prop that you looked at the sheet? of all the props that you just said, this one seems too easy. Well, I'll tell, some of my favorite props are Christian McCaffrey-related props. I'll talk about those in a minute. But the one that jumped out to me to answer your question the best is, which team will make the longest field goal? And I went with the Chiefs at minus 120. Yeah. Mm, Niners a have one. a reliable, unreliable rookie kicker. Harrison Butker of the Chiefs, 33 for 35 this season on field goals. 12 for 12 over 40 yards, 5 for 5 over 50 yards. I don't think uh, Kyle Shanahan should opt for a long field goal attempt in this sort of game. Probably should be more aggressive and go for it if the situation dictates it. But the Chiefs, you think, won't hesitate to send Harrison Butker out there for a long field goal attempt. If I was a TV producer... And I know how much people want to bet in game because it's I mean, it's it's out there. Right. Uh I would before every game, I would show the field goal kickers kicking before the game because we all want to see it. Like, I want to know if Moody has any what what his confidence is like. Right. I want to see him kick on that grass at Allegiant where, you know, it's going to be new to him. I want to see his plant foot, because if I'm going to bet on this, I'm going to be just like Kyle. I want to see him do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because every game before you go into the locker room. The head coach goes over to the special teams coach and says, what do we got? What are we thinking? How do I how should I call the game? And I think you're right. I think Kyle's got to think twice about that. Chiefs know what they got in Harrison Butker. Yeah. Uh, The 49ers don't know what they're going to get with a rookie kicking in the Super Bowl uh, with that pressure. So I think the Chiefs to make the longest field goal minus 120s. One of those that jumped off the page to me. I'll give you one more. Um, Brock Purdy's first completion under 10 and a half yards. And, uh, you know, I ask you guys, if you're putting together the game plan or the script for the 49ers, and Kyle Shanahan's great at scripting those first drives, you're not going to have Brock Purdy drop back and throw it deep uh, early in the game. Don't you want him to have a conservative, easy, safe completion to get things started to calm your nerves? It's probably going to be a swing pass to McCaffrey or something like that that's going to get him a completion. Or a screen. Yeah. yeah. A quick Any, screen to Debo. Yeah. Anything yeah. like that. And I think that first completion under 10 and a half yards makes a lot of sense. You know, but I want to go back to your field goal thing. I just looked it up. Okay. The 49ers only attempted 13 fourth downs all year. Oh. And you would think uh, Sh- Shanahan would be more aggressive. And maybe this game he will be. Yeah, that um, would be it. My only point in bringing that up is he has not been that aggressive on fourth down. He right. He's pretty – classical he'll take the points which is not a bad thing to do at times i mean they've been in the lead though a lot of the season i know they i get that to, yeah. they haven't but but usually teams that yeah. you know i mean dan i mean campbell was over 45 <laughs> okay our guy our guy dan campbell <laughs> and, and just for the record uh-huh. he's 53.8 percent campbell was 50 percent yeah there you go maybe you got to pick your spots with some of these things we're hanging that out with be a novel humans. idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> pro tip there we'll add that to the list uh hanging out with matt humans here host of v tonight you can check it out monday through friday nine to midnight eastern talking super bowl 58 here on the lombardi line uh, i know my only concern with the purdy the under completion was that if they do get it to debo do the do the chiefs guys tackle debo samuel <laughs> that's, that's my only kind of concern oh, with that hey, one man, but let me tell you something there's risk with every bet you 100%, make and that 100%. is definitely gonna be definitely gonna be risk that mccaffrey or debo could break yeah. the tackle and get that over ten and a half, but I still think he got a little bit of an edge yeah. there because it should be a an easy, safe tor- sort of a completion that Shanahan scripts for Purdy on the first pass. I would think. What was the, going through your thought process of buying to three with Kansas City? Because well, you went ahead and took the three there minus one thirty uh, when it was at two and a half earlier this week. I just don't see you know when you're actually betting real money on this, and it's not a pick in the you know a pick in a contest. You can take two and a half in a contest. Whatever. Uh, but when you're betting on this, and Westgate was sitting at two and a half all week. Yep. So, well, there's a much better edge. And Billy Walters even talked about it yesterday. If you read that story, he said he would bet the Chiefs and buy the half point up to minus 132 and um, at plus three. And I, that's actually what I did early in the week because I, I was afraid that this number was going to drop out to two and the two and a half to disappear and I couldn't do it. Now, I'm also setting myself up for other positions during the game because – 
I'm not rock solid that the Chiefs are going to go out, you know, and win this game. And that's the right side. I think it's a little bit of a, a coin flip result here. We can talk about that, too. But I did think the if you're going to bet the, the point spread, to me, the uh, smartest bet was to buy that half point up to three at uh, minus 130. All right. What do you think this closes, Matt? I, I kind oh, of two, forget. probably. Yeah, I was thinking uh, yesterday, I thought it, we might get to two and a half close. I thought there's going to be some late San Francisco money in because all the big bets are on the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, there was a million dollar bet on the Niners, 660,000 on the Niner. I mean, the money line bet, they're all on the money sure. line. But to me, I, I kind of thought there would be a late 49er push. Do you see that or do you think it's going to be a late chief? Because we're seeing today more chief money coming in the lines. There's some one and a halfs out there. So starting on Friday, when everybody uh, starts to roll into town or people across the country start to, to bet the Super Bowl, I think the public's going to be a little bit heavier on the Chiefs, and that's why we're mm-hmm. pricing a little bit more Chiefs money that's going to flow this weekend. Almost all the big bets, the six-figure bets, have been on the Niners. Billy Walters said he's putting 500000 to a million down on the Chiefs. And uh, yeah, so I was that, that's one you, big bet thought, on the KC side. I thought side. he would move the number. I thought his yeah. announcement would have moved the number because people in the industry, like all of us that talk about this for a yep. living, they know how powerful he is and what he does. And then I started to think, well, maybe he's trying to move the number to benefit himself. I don't know. No, and then uh, Todd Dewey of the Las <laughs> Vegas Review Journal did a, a smart thing. What every reporter should do, he asked a follow-up question about, mm-hmm. are you doing a head fake on the Super Bowl, saying you like one side, and then uh, you're going to move the number and bet the other? And he said, no. I would never do that. I don't need to do a head fake on the Super Bowl. And I, I do think Billy's being honest because uh, what he's saying makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's saying the Chiefs should have been power rank higher than the 49ers. Yeah, he has the Chiefs as two-point favorites instead of two-point mm-hmm. dogs. So he bought it up to Chiefs plus three. And I'm th- kind of thinking along the same lines. But I'm not going to fall out of my chair in shock if the 49ers win the game. Yeah, me yeah. either. <laughs> you also have a same game teaser, which is something that I know like a lot of people don't do with the uh, with the total there. You well, got the Chiefs up to eight and a half, and then you're you're teasing it. Yeah, I'll talk about this briefly yeah. before we take a break here. But I never, almost never tease totals in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But it's the Super Bowl; it's the last game of the year, <laughs> and a lot of people want plays in this game. And yep. you know, I also feel like there's an edge here because 41 is a key number in totals. So it's sitting at 47 and a half. You play a six and a half point teaser. You're getting the Chiefs and you're crossing key numbers up to plus eight and a half. And you're teasing the total down to 41, which is a key number. So Chiefs plus eight and a half over 41. To me, that uh, teaser made the most sense. Yeah. And I think eight has become much more of a key number uh-huh. as well with the going for two. And when yep. you're down 14, you score the touchdown. It ends up landing on eight if you don't go ahead and convert point. that one. So I think, yeah, getting that eight and a half is, I think, is a solid move there than teasing it with the total to get to over 41. But like you said, you like the Kansas City Chiefs in the game. Not surprised if the Niners do win. You also have some Niners bets, some positive Niners bets as well, which I want to hit on the other side of this just to kind of tell people that, like, hey, like just because you like a side doesn't mean that there's not value with some of the other props as well. We will get into that and much more on the other side here. We're wrapping things up on the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network, more than 24 hours away from the Super Bowl 58 between the Niners and Chiefs. Don't go away. Final segment and some more of the bets from Matt Eubens here coming up next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. There's never been a better time to have skin in the game with the DraftKings Sportsbook because right now we have a VEASAN exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet up to $2,500. Don't wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VEASAN when you sign up and earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 bet that you bet now. I mean, no better time to do that than Super Bowl weekend, right? I mean, is there a bet that you would make right now with that bonus, Matt, with the $500, you get up to 500 bucks there with the, the $1,000 bet? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, if you get some sort of bonus bet, why not use it on Christian McCaffrey to be MVP of the Super Bowl Boom. at about 5-1 to one odds? Are you surprised those? I mean, Purdy does get no money at all on him at all. <laughs> you know, when you look at the matchup, and uh, if you study the Kansas City defense, I think it makes a lot more sense to play McCaffrey here because I think mm-hmm. the Niners are going to – I've said this. He is the horse. I think they have to ride to the winner's circle. And whether it's going to be passes out of the backfield or running the ball right at that KC defensive front, I think uh, he's going to put up some big numbers in this game. Now, can Purdy be MVP? Of course. But, you know, it would take a situation similar to what happened against the Lions and the Packers in the NFC playoffs where he was phenomenal in the fourth quarter and led mm-hmm. drives to win the game, and then maybe Purdy could steal MVP. But I think the guy who's going to do the most work to get the 49ers to that point where they can win the game is going to be McCaffrey. Because yeah. that's like we're having a discussion in the first hour. Like I was saying on principle, if you like the Niners, the quarterback of the team that's favored is plus 225. Like on principle, that seems like it's a good bet. But mm-hmm. Michael brought up the point that, hey, like this is Super Bowl MVP. Like there's a little bit of narrative that goes into this. and You kind of have to lean into that narrative. And everybody's been kind of tearing down Purdy all season long being like, well, is he really that good? Or is it just the surrounding pieces around it? Well, here's the thing. Purdy's a good quarterback. And you look at the numbers and the numbers tell you that. Or you can say the eye test and you watch Purdy. Uh, he throws some, uh, let's say, uh, risky passes, and they probably should be have more picks. You know, I go back to the Detroit game. He threw mm-hmm. one pick, and he probably should have thrown three. Yeah. You know, but yeah. he is in the fourth quarter under pressure. He's He was great against the uh, Packers. He was great against the Lions. He's been great for the most part. Uh, that Christmas night game against the Ravens where he threw the three picks and had a nightmare game. Lost him the MVP and uh, gave it to Lamar Jackson, but no, he's a good he's a good quarterback. I think the 49ers have saved face, Michael, after making one of the worst trades in NFL history, moving up to get Trey Lance, and then uh, they saved themselves by getting Brock Purdy with the last pick of the draft. And, and that draft, if you go through it, it's, it was a disaster. It was not him. a good draft. Spencer mm-hmm. Buford doesn't even start. Drake Johnson Jackson's on IR. They cut the running back. That really saved him. But I, I, you got to give him credit for realizing how good Purdy was going to be. But I'm with you. Look, every quarterback. I mean, I could. I had a reel in my office when I was in New England of Andrew Luck's dropped interceptions because everybody was talking about how great Andrew Luck was. The next mm-hmm. John Elway. He's the greatest mm-hmm. quarterback who ever lived. You know, right, right. and and so many of his passes were getting dropped on interceptions, but nobody would mention that. You know, so it happens to everybody. I, I think to me. 
the, the other narrative that I want you to hit on is nobody, everybody says I'm taking the Chiefs because why would I go against Mahomes? Mm. But in the three playoff games, Mahomes hasn't been the difference maker. He's been great. Don't get me mm. wrong. But it's been their defense and it's been their ability to play clutch football. Like the, the Bills moved the ball down the field on them. But they made the plays in the red zone to keep the Bills out of it and kept them from going, you know, from scoring touchdowns. So I'm not sure that narrative fits the game. I I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. You know, in terms of the MVP voting first, I think a lot of, you know, look, there are a lot of people in the media who have no idea what they're doing (laughs) and no idea how they should vote and get caught up in narratives and think, you know, this is a Disney movie and uh, we're going to vote the American underdog story. Brock Purdy MVP, mm-hmm. you know, if it's close. Oh, yeah, it's possible that could happen. You know, and actually you can kind of draw a parallel to the Rams back in the day and Kurt Warner. And uh, what was the, what was that movie? Was that called was American, American Underdog Story? That yeah. movie was so bad, by it the was. way. It was terrible. Great story, <laughs> terrible movie. Uh, but, you know, moving ahead to what we're talking about with the Chiefs, the Bills ran for 182 yards against yeah. the KC defense. And uh, I thought the Bills had a pretty good game plan. Unfortunately, they just didn't execute when they had to to win the game. Right. And uh, one of the things I love about the Kansas City defense is Steve Spagnuolo is a great defensive coordinator, and he's, he made adjustments. When you watched the early part of that Buffalo game, you thought, man, the Chiefs are in trouble because I bet the Chiefs in all three playoff games. Early on in the Buffalo game, I thought, the defense is not getting it done here, and the Spags made some adjustments, and uh, then all of a sudden the Bills couldn't score in the red zone. And so the KCD did a great job against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, even though you can pick apart the Ravens' offensive game plan, is one of the worst I've seen all, all season. Uh, but, yeah, the KCD has been uh, what's got them to this point, not necessarily heroics of Patrick Mahomes and the playoffs. There's been no the fourth quarter comeback fire. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's when people say that I don't want to bet against them, it's like the old Russell Wilson line. You know, I don't want to bet a Rus- when Russell was good. Yeah. You don't want to bet against them in a three-point game with the ball last, although – we won a Super Bowl when he had the ball last. So, you know, yeah. th- those things are all up to change. And look, you know, the last time, you know, Mahomes had a bad fourth quarter against Cincinnati. I think he got hit in that game. I think it was, you know, when he – the overtime game and that loss there, he, I think I thought he got hit. I thought he got – I thought he was concussed, actually, because his mm-hmm. three passes in overtime oh, in that game terrible. were the worst three passes yeah. of his career, and I don't think he'll ever forget that. So – you know, I mean, they're going to have the game's coming down to simple football. They're going to have to put pressure on him. They're going to have to hit him and get him on the ground. That's his kryptonite. That's every quarterback's kryptonite. Harrison Butker kicked six field goals in that game against the Bengals. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. uh, he and, did. Yeah. And they have not been great in the red zone, even on this win streak. Right. I mean, they have not been. They struggled in the Miami against the red zone. Everybody that had the over in that game was upset because they, they kind of had the opportunities to hit the over and they couldn't do it. And then, you know, Baltimore, they don't score in the second half. They scored 46 of their 70 points in the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 18 and two to the second half under so far for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. We'll see if that holds up. Uh, Pacheco, we were discussing this because Michael's in the contest with Chris Russo. They've extended it to the playoffs, although you got the team. No, I won the I, I won, no, I won the regular season, yes. which all that matters. OK. <laughs> Yeah, that, now he's going to take the, the the prop season and this make is like it like the in-season something. tournament. Right. Yeah, like he's going to take the prop season and you know I've won two years in a row on the prop season. I, I really don't. I'm not. Good. I'll be first to admit to you. Like I'm not a. I don't do the like I'm the props. Yeah. I, I mean I'm not a better, so I don't really understand it all the time. I do understand how to handicap the game and where I think it's going to go, although this one's really confusing for me. So I take more pride in the regular season tournament. He sounds like a guy who worked in the Ravens organization. It's all about the regular season. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know how the Ravens – I can't imagine the Ravens putting – watching, going to your video machine to watch that tape. No, I just can't gotta, imagine. Uh, Got to be sick to your stomach That's... doing that. But Pacheco, I like Pacheco over. It seems like a lot of people like the Pacheco over. You think mm-hmm. this is going to be another big game for him, just based on what we've seen from the Niners' run defense? Yes, I bet McCaffrey yeah. over his rushing yards. I bet McCaffrey over his receiving yards and McCaffrey to be MVP. I didn't want to put all eggs in one basket here, you know, and say, hey, mm-hmm. the Chiefs are going to dominate. I'm going to bet every prop the Chiefs lay. Now, I'm not going to do that. But I also bet. Isaiah Pacheco over 16 and a half rushing attempts, over 65 and a half rushing yards. And Pacheco in the uh, three playoff games has got 24, 15, and 24 carries in the Super Bowl last year. I believe um, he had 15 carries for 90 yards, something like that. I have to yeah, double let me look check up, I'll uh, look what up I right had now here. But 
he's a battering ram. I love the way the guy runs. He's a, a he runs to me when I wear watch him run. Sometimes I think it's Tyreek Hill reincarnated with that number ten, the way he accelerates yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. runs with power. It's violent. Know, with violence and you know and and when they they missed him a little bit when he had the foot injury and the toe injury there oh yeah they missed him in the offense and if they're going to play edward Solaire, everybody on the everybody on the 49ers are going to be more happy about that there's no question but i think a lot of it too though is the niners it's gonna be interesting who they start in the game we said this matt you know chase young has not played well and chase young's going to have a very disappointing reality in the free agent market <laughs> This is a big game for him because uh-huh. if he mm-hmm. plays well, he might still get paid. Somebody might be dumb enough to pay him. Yeah. But if he doesn't play well, I don't think even the dumb ones are going to pay him. There's always somebody dumb out there willing to pay. Yeah. I, I said when Chase Young came out of college, out of Ohio State, that he was going to be a bust because I watched every game he played and he took too, way too many plays off. He only played hard when he wanted to. Yeah, and, and, and uh, that's what he's doing. Watch watch the the, the, the touchdown, you know, on the on the bubble screen. He didn't even try. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't accept that. You know, you're either coaching or allowing it to happen. And I don't think you can accept that. So Isaiah Pacheco from Rutgers, I do think uh, the Chiefs are going to run the ball out to 49ers too. Hey, look, both of these run defenses are suspect when you look at it. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought the Packers, if they stayed committed to the run, might have stayed alive in the playoffs. Well, the and last all, four drives of the yeah. Packers, they want them back. I mean, because yeah. yeah. his yeah. quarterback rating was a 120 on the first six. I think it was like 52 on the last <laughs> four. Bad. Yeah, no, that's a game that they probably should have won. I and mean, Detroit probably should have stuck with the run more in the second half as well. Last one that you have here, game decided by exactly three points. Yeah. That pays out five to one. Just that's just a fun. shot. I bet that the yeah. last couple of years when it hit, the last two Super Bowls exactly yeah, decided by exactly three points and five Look, to one. The yeah. way the line's moving around, yeah. everybody's be close. None of us have a conviction. Even the people that take Kansas City say, I, I know, you know, like none of us have a conviction. <laughs> right, yeah. Which makes for a fun game there from a live betting standpoint there. If we get some early points, maybe you can get in on an in-game under but Super Bowl 58 24 hours away we can't wait to watch it can't wait to bet it and good luck with all the bets out there for Matt Humans, for Michael Lombardi always fun to have you in studio thank buddy. you see you tomorrow for our producer Elliot Bowman the entire crew behind the glass on Femi and Bebefe saying good luck with all the bets live bet Saturday with JVT and Pam Maldonado coming up next Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 